Hello, everybody. Welcome back. This is the Atypical Engineer Podcast, the show where we turn you into more than just an engineer. You'll notice today, oh, a new name again. But uh, I actually like this name now. So all of my handles are changing. Everything is changing every day. Who cares? That's what it's all about. Yo, today I am super pumped because uh, I'm giving myself permission to fucking rant today. And uh, if you, you know what, if you want to hear me uh, rant about why I'm doing this and why now I'm starting to believe in this message and why this is so important and uh, well, here it goes. I mean... The atypical engineer or this message that I'm putting together is really about uh, the problem that I think is coming in the next five or ten years, and that is the commoditization of engineering. Okay, and this is is something that I don't think when, when I went to work at my corporate gig, I didn't see people concerned about this at all. Um, when I talk to people who are working at these big companies or working at development shops or any in the software field in general, I don't see people concerned about it. And when I see people telling, uh, kids to either go to school for computer science or telling people in between careers to go to a coding school or even, uh, even, even kids to go to a coding school, I'm I'm not going to argue against, that path, but I am, uh, I, I think there's like, I think there's some patterns that are happening in the industry that you have to think about before you go into this career because coding is not going to take care of you forever. And I, that's like just the super important thing that I need to emphasize. Um, there's really three things that I need to talk about today and just get this off my fucking chest. So the first thing is that uh, supply and demand. Dude, you are not going, if you think that in 10 years, your salary is going to go up to 200K because you can write JavaScript, you're fucking wrong. Like right now, more than ever, people are going into the computer science field. Okay. So people are going to college for computer science. Every pro, every, every school in the country is creating a computer science program. You can go to code school for 12 to 20 weeks and pay 20K and come out as a junior developer, whatever you want to call somebody who can go from zero to nothing, zero to code monkey in uh, 12 weeks. And uh, this is going to create a glut of supply in the market for engineers, right? You might think that demand is going to rise forever, but I'm going to argue against that uh, later on in this episode, but let's just say that supply of labor is going to fucking explode. And not only is the supply of code labor going to explode in the United States, all these trends are global. So if you think that, uh, China isn't pumping out software engineers at a pace that's just as fast as the United States, Uh, then you're crazy. And if you think that other countries that have lower cost of living are not uh, pumping out software people just as fast as the US, except with a better work ethic because they come from nothing and they realize that they can make 
pretty great money uh, undercutting American software and still making what is a fucking good living for them in their low cost of living countries. Uh, if you don't think that those things are happening, then I, I don't know. You aren't observing global trends. So the first point here is that uh, it's only going, the amount of engineers is going to explode because the money is good. The jobs are awesome, right? Everybody wants the job where you go to work in your sandals and you sit at the computer and watch YouTube half the time and write code and get to eat snacks all day and play pool, right? Um, but that's, things are going to change. And... Um, the other thing is that there's a very low barrier to entry. So if you, I mean, a 12-week training program is a pretty low barrier to entry, but you don't even really need that. And all you really need to do is to, is to have a great portfolio. And you don't even need a code school to do that. Like you can be completely self-taught. I worked with a guy who left uh, the telecommunications company that I was working for and went to work to, for Amazon for 200k and he didn't even have a he didn't even have a college degree he was completely self-taught in programming okay so there's a low barrier to entry and there's going to be a lot of people trying to enter right like the supply is going to increase okay so just writing code is not going to be good enough and so if you are Look, if you're somebody listening to this who's thinking about going to code school, then cool. But like your training doesn't stop there. You can't stop once you get that entry level job or just think that like the next 20 years of your life that you're going to be able to write code and make money. Um, if you are in a company right now and you're engineering, then you need to think about you need to think about what this might mean for you. Right. If if uh, that actually brings me to my next point, which is that outsourcing Outsourcing development work is going to become more popular. First of all, the coronavirus is lowering the cost of working remotely. It's bringing people more in line and understanding how to do remote management, how to manage teams remotely. And that was a big sticking point for much of software outsourcing, which was that there is this overhead when you outsource software, not only because of things like time zone difference, but there's a cultural difference. Those things won't really go away, but you you still have this concept that you cannot manage people remotely, and that is going that's going to leave after this crisis, and uh, and that's going to make it easier to outsource people. And then when you really think about like what outsourcing software means, the switching costs, right? I think. The trend, you know, this trend of outsourcing things to China and then somebody in China eats a fucking bat and everybody in the world gets sick. Um, you, you know, if, if, you have a, if you have a physical factory and supply chain logistics and all of this stuff in China, then it's tough to switch. And you might, you might do it, um, but there's a much bigger decision. You have, to, you have to think about those costs when you put a plant in China, whereas... If you hire a software team somewhere and you need to switch, like there is a switching cost, but it is not huge, right? You can you can get that team to wrap up and go to a place where 
it transfers, or you can just take it, put it on a new team, and there's a three-month on-ramp period, and then things are moving moving smoothly again. And as long as you speak the same language, then you're going to be okay. So the cost of outsourcing software and the cost of switching between, it, it's not going to be a high cost to switch between outsourced uh, teams, and these teams will be just as good, if not better, right? They'll have a better work ethic. They'll have they'll have lower costs and they'll be able to move a lot faster. Um, I, you know, when I was my, my last job that I had, I, I had a team in Romania, right? And for every, for every three engineers I got in Romania, I got one person in California. So the question is like, what if you scale that by 10? Like now we're opening an entire new office with, five teams of six instead of hiring one team of 10 people in California. Like that's a no brainer for management. And even if there's some friction with cultural differences, even if there's some, uh, some overhead with managing remote teams, if there's a lot of travel costs to bring community together, things like that, like somebody at the top is looking at that and it's like, yeah, you might bitch about it because you don't like to have to wake up in the morning and manage a team. But somebody at the top is like, well, then, like, fuck you. We can pay somebody to do your, we can pay somebody to do your job. You're replaceable. And you should have no illusions otherwise. Um, the third piece is that technology is becoming easier than ever to use because so much of it is abstracted. So you, you don't have to be an expert at every single thing. That's why coding schools work, right? Because you don't have to be an expert in operating systems anymore. You don't have to be an expert in almost anything anymore. If you can come in and learn JavaScript, then you're going to be able to get a job and be successful as a developer. And uh, that trend is going to continue, and it's going to get worse. So if you if you look at what uh, has happened to WordPress, for example, or like blog sites in general, right? Um, you don't even have to be, so even to, uh, WordPress, you know, you, you there, there's a steep learning curve. You can do it if you're not a developer, but it's tough to customize. Now you have things like Squarespace and Wix where you don't even have to, you don't even have to know, write a single line of code to build a completely professional, branded, awesome website, right? And if you don't think that those things are coming to uh, mobile apps, to React, web development to backends to all 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 of the other pieces that are like minimally more complicated than what's going on now like i've already seen companies that they can deploy and they can deploy an app for you with complete functionality like if you're a personal fitness trainer they can come they can deploy an app for you completely branded completely complete functionality where you can have client login pay check-in messaging programming sent out to them and they can deploy it in like a day and there's no like the code's already written you don't have to be an engineer to write it again okay so the uh the amount of things that are pre-built right and on one hand this is why it's possible for people to study for 12 weeks and to become a programmer because most of the hard shit is done right and more of the hardship will be continued will continue to be done 
and it will only get easier to enter. Now, to do the that hard stuff, right? You need to have a real software background. You're not going to write a you're not going to write a platform that can deploy a fully branded mobile app in a day after a 12-week JavaScript bootcamp. Like you're just not going to. There's too many there's too many programming principles that go into a big system like that that you just don't get exposed to. But that stuff is going to, the demand for that is going to start to, right, as you start to see apps come out that take care of many use cases in a generalized way, people are going to start to look at the cost of hiring you and say, well, I can get 90% of what I need from this prepackaged service. I can get it tomorrow versus hiring a software team and maybe they'll deliver something and maybe they won't. Um, so all of this stuff is, I mean, it's fucking scary if you're a developer. I think like what it really means is that once you, once you establish a foothold in the software industry, then you have to develop a skill set outside of software. There's a point where more software and more engineering experience actually does not help you. And as soon as you get promoted into management or you step outside and look at a company from the outside, you understand that the people that are actually running the show aren't engineers. Um, and that is something that engineers don't want. You don't want to admit that to yourself. Uh, people don't want to admit that the occupation is being commoditized. They don't want to... Uh, look at what's really the global trends and see that what you really are is the fucking UAW United Auto Workers factory union in the 70s. Okay, that's what developers are right now. They're paid a lot of money to work 35, 40 hour weeks and get all the benefits and they think it's going to fucking last forever and it's not. It's just not. Uh, it might last until you retire if you're 50 or something, I don't know, maybe you can do 10 more years. Okay, but the real key, the real key now is, is if you think these trends are true, which they are, then what do you do? What do you do as someone who is going in and writing code every day? Or someone who wants to enter the technology field and is going into it right now, how do you approach this? Because in five or ten years, I think that it's going to be a much different world, much lower salaries, harder to find a job. I think that uh, what you do is you develop skills outside. You develop skills outside of engineering, interpersonal skills, leadership skills, mindset skills, okay, business skills, all of these things that make you a well-rounded person. Right, a well-rounded professional, a well-rounded engineer. Instead of continuing to focus on this very pinpointed, I mean, you can definitely do that and become like the person who still writes Fortran for, like, you know, I've met people who still write, who still write code because there's some legacy systems around from the 70s that there's only like five people in the world that can even do it efficiently. Okay, you can do that, but it's not, it's not the way to really grow your career be satisfied unless you're completely fascinated with that particular technology so uh man that wasn't as ranty as i really wanted it to be but i think i got my message across um 
this is my why. This is why it's important to find the people who are inspired and who are motivated in the engineering field and teach them to be more because those people are going to be kicking themselves. First of all, those people are going to be kicking themselves when they don't have the proper skill sets and these trends start to happen um, because they would have been totally set up to take advantage of this and taking advantage of it, right? Like all these people are going to need management. They're going to need direction. They're not being taught. They're not being taught uh, how to manage projects, how to manage people, how to think about coding from a business sense. None of the stuff is being caught. They're just being taught to be uh, automated. They're, they're being taught to perform grunt work. Okay. And uh, these people are going to need leaders. And that's what we're trying to build here. So uh, check me out, Inspired Engineer. No, Atypical. Atypical Engineer on Instagram. Uh, I'm going to be getting a YouTube going at some point. And uh, yo, thanks for tuning in. I'll talk to you tomorrow.